0: Ready to build better benefits that maximize employee wellness? Join Infirmary Health and Rx Benefits June 4th ASHRA webinar as they discuss actionable advice for developing pharmacy programs with your pharmacy resources, how to build internal and external partnerships that boost employee wellness, and what pharmacy trends could impact future benefit design for all HR leaders. Register today. To learn more about RX benefits, visit employers.rxbenefits.com or click the link in show notes.
1: Hello, Astro listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Astro Podcast. I'm your co-host Luke Kerrigan. I'm here with our other co-host, Bo Brabo. Still in person in Charlotte. Uh, which is great to see you, by the way, and have a pleasure today of talking to Allison Gordon. Allison is the AVP of New Talent Strategies at Duke Health. Uh, I've been working with Allison and her team for, I don't know, six months, a year, getting to know each other uh, through uh, Phenom, the other company that I work for, and just uh, evaluating, uh, you know, talent acquisition strategies. So, First off, I can say you and your team are an absolute dream to work with. So oh, thank ex- you. Yeah, I've been excited to have you on here, you know, selfishly. Um, so tell me, new talent strategies.
0: Yes. T- what me- is it? Yeah. What in the world is that? So I generally describe it as new people things. I, okay. I like to say that we do the new people things. We hire new people. We welcome new people. Um, but in a traditional HR sense, uh, recruitment orientation. And we are actually just launching a new project around onboarding, which I'm very excited about. So we're kind of thinking about uh, how, p- how we select people for the organization and then kind of going upstream and downstream to making make sure we're being intentional about that experience and not just doing it by happenstance. I, I really think that it has to be something we do with care, especially Ooh. in these days and times. And so we want to do things with purpose and with intention and with an experience in mind. Tell me about that experience. So I like to think about people experiencing Duke specifically as the best of fill in the blank. Maybe it's the best job you ever had, the best interview experience you ever had. But we want it to be memorable in a positive way. We also know we're not going to hire everybody. Um, everyone won't have the opportunity to join a world-class, this world-class organization, but we want to leave an impression on them that is lasting and that hopefully meets or exceeds their high expectation for us.
1: I love what you're saying. I've been telling everybody for like years. I say the only way both here heard me say this like a hundred times today, the only way to solve talent acquisition is a swell of qualified talent coming to you Yes, Mm -hmm. Yes. and everything has to be done. Two things you said that listeners, I hope you gravitated towards Zalanson saying two things. One was being intentional about their strategy and two is the experience. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, no, I think it's, I think that is so important you know, simple question. What are people going to experience when they start engaging with us? Exactly. Right? And then how do you answer that question? And it's it's such a big question yeah. to take super seriously.
0: And everybody has a different expectation. Right. Right. You're right. Yes. So that's another nuance that really, I think, tries we try to use as a guiding principle for our work. It cannot be one way. We cannot assume that, oh, well, if an average applicant is in X age range or an X generation, it means we should be doing these things. Well, people are individuals. Mm-hmm. They are not averages. And so we have to be able to have strategies that are fluid and flexible to meet a variety of needs, but still impactful to everybody. And so um, that's that's something I think We'll probably always be chasing is mm-hmm. continuous improvement, but I think the essence of it is, um, do you feel treated like a human, like a person and with respect, mm-hmm. do you feel like you matter? Um, and so in a very simple sense in the recruitment process, that looks like timely responses that looks like transparency, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, it, it's a process that's going to build trust with you, not break your trust mm-hmm. and, that's just kind of like the basic level of where it starts. And so I'll, I'll tell a little story about this, but we started tracking when I, when I started this position, which was new to the organization, like two and a half years ago, we partnered to create these dashboards that are online. They're web-based and anybody in the organization can access them. Hmm. So operating from a straight a, a space of transparency, uh, we also have on there how long people are stuck. Ah. <laughs> Because they're like, mm. we're not getting candidates. We're no one. Recruitment's sitting on. Of course, recruitment's sitting on it, right? <laughs> so we have to fix that problem. And so we just created a dashboard that made it transparent to our recruiters and uh-huh. to the whole organization love it. where people are getting stuck. And guess what? Sometimes they're actually not getting stuck. And sometimes they're getting stuck with operations. And we understand that because it's a busy world. But it also hopefully moves us to a space of more understanding instead of finger pointing. And then we can talk about how we're going to work together to improve the process, how we're going to work together to have more speed, Um, but we're not in the space of like pointing fingers. So that's um, just one way where it's like you take a little risk, you put yourself out there, right? Because the numbers weren't great when we started. I'll own that. But it allowed us to operate from a space that says, well, we want to own our truth and we're going to work on improving it and you can be part of the journey with us.
2: I love it. I love it because what you're introducing is to HR. Mm -hmm. and It's fantastic. Kind of typical supply chain type of mentality, that logistics people look yeah, at, right? Yeah. And where's in the supply chain, where's, where's the bottleneck? Yes. And if the, and you're saying get stuck, like, where are things, where is this happening? Then you, then you can see this is where it's at. Okay. Why is it happening? Why is it happening here? Mm-hmm. What's the problem? Right. Cause that candidate is like a work in progress. Yeah. So until they've onboarded and you've yeah. hired them, They are the whip. It's the work in progress from supply. It's the raw material all the way through finished product. Yes. Right. So when you, when you start thinking about things like that, I think you can make vast improvements and it sounds like that's what you're doing.
0: Oh yeah. I I mean, I think really what you're describing is the process right? and so often we focus on people, right? I need this person or this person's in the way this person's screwing up, but we're not focused on the process. And if we can clean up our process, then we can get anything done yeah. and it doesn't feel personal and people aren't defensive. Um, And and it can create mutual respect for everyone that contributes to it. And we can have a a shared desire on a focal point that, again, is not personal. But, yeah, we got to have tight processes. That's my thing.
2: Yeah. Well, oh, yes. no, it's my favorite topic. <laughs> We've talked about this.
1: Bo is like
0: systems
2: lighting up right and, now. Like <laughs> yeah. <up>. yeah. <laughs> right. Because, and you've talked, well, even before we started recording, right? You're really talking about the values of your organization. Figure out what those are. What do they mean? What are all the behaviors behind them? Yep. What's the employee, what's the candidate experience going to be like? What's the employee experience? You've put, gonna be like the manager experience, yeah. wrap all that around in a big bubble. Then you build the process mm-hmm. for your people to mm-hmm. execute within. Mm-hmm. Right? That yes. will that will be in line with all of that stuff.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um speaking of you know the value, so one way, and this is like a fun thing for me because I think that at face value it feels like, oh, you can throw a program together or just HR, you do fun events. But when you do things with intention and purpose, uh-huh. we just rolled out a new virtual employee experience, employee orientation program. But the first thing we did is we said, what do we want people to experience Mm -hmm. and how do we reinforce our values on day one? Yes, And so everything we do, the platform we use, the messages, the experience is all informed and grounded in our employee value proposition. So people don't even know that's what they're getting, but that's what we're giving them Mm -hmm. and our values as an organization. And so it's like this gentle, soft and intentional way that we're guiding people and delivering something to them where they're like, I don't know what just happened, but it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: (laughs) I love everything about this right now. (laughs) Yeah. So what parts of the process, process and experience, right? So I imagine you're empowering your team members to kind of have their own swing when Mm -hmm. they're interacting with Mm -hmm. folks, because I've worked with folks on your team. And they're, by the way, delightful at all times. And the experience is always good. They're just obviously different people and have different swings, right? How do you... um, I don't know. Encourage and power your own recruitment team to like take that extra step, mm-hmm. right? Because and is it this is like a fourteen-prong question, by the <laughs> way. So, or is it? I guess walk me through that process and how you empower them. And is it multiple people that make the experience better? Or is it one person ushering them through for the experience? Sure.
0: So we do a couple of things. Um, one major thing for me is just. Um, the reinforcement of respect. True. And so for me, that shows up like, and this is what I tell my team, we do um, twice a week huddles. They do a small huddle and then we do a broad huddle, but we talk about this all the time. Whatever we do with any candidate has to be good enough for your sister, mother, brother, best friend, cousin, whatever. But if it's not something that you feel you would feel proud of, if it happened to them, then we have to step yes. our game up. Yes. So, it's, it's one grounding people in like the emotional work that we do, because let's be honest, TA is a little bit of Groundhog Day. You fill recs and then you get some more and you fill them again. So yep. uh, you have to remember that in the midst of the hundreds of hires you're going to do individually, that each person matters and each person's an individual. And so if we can show up with respect, that's an important part of it. Um, I think the other way, though, is we have to take the time to know our teams And so that may look like more work because it's going to put more effort and again, more intentionality. I'm going to say that again. But if you put the effort in saying, well, you know, how does Bo like to work? How does Luke like to work? And where are the spaces that I can create some flexibility for it to make sense for you and your candidates? And then what are the things that are non-negotiable? So one thing like that's non-negotiable is the way we do our offers. We're going to do this offer letter. It has to be done in this time frame. No, you can't create your own and do all your fancy stuff. Don't create some process that I can't track. I'm not doing it. However, if you want to work on having a different process for intake with your managers, if you like using a certain spreadsheet or you want to meet bi weekly instead of weekly, like if you can reach these outcomes, then great, go for it. And so we have to be able to understand the things that are important to you about the process. The things that are important about the way you work, mm-hmm. um, where you work. So I have some people who like to work later. Some people like to work earlier and be done. We're we're um, in like a remote or hybrid kind of a se- setting right now. And so some people like to come in. And so again, it's like, where can we be flexible? And where where are the things that are non-negotiable? But it's somewhat individual. And so you do have to take the time to know what everybody needs. And for me, that looks like, how how are my leaders leading, right? Some of them are going to be quieter. Some of them are going to be data-driven. They're all going to kind of show up in their own way, but there are things that are negotiable, things that are non-negotiable. And we have to be as clear as we can about that and, and talk as often as we can about why we're doing what we're doing and the impact that it's making on the organization. And then of course, celebrate our successes and learn from our failures.
1: So how, how often are you talking about why you're doing it for the organization. The last thing you just said there, you, said, yeah. you know, we repeat it. We talk about it. So yeah. you're constantly reaffirming that. Sure. Tell me about that. That's so this cool. has
0: been a work in progress, but it's kind of fun. Um, so each of my leaders do a Tuesday huddle with their own teams. And then weekly on Thursday, I lead a huddle for our entire team. There's probably like 85 of us or so. So I lead that huddle. And, and so again, that's a point, an opportunity for us to, do we do kudos we do wins but it's also us grounding ourselves in our work so we're going to read compliments we are going to um sometimes we're going to look at stuck data um so that's one way we we um address that another way is we do a quarterly town hall and that's more like of our internal business review so we actually have it this week and so we're going to look at our results from the last quarter we're going to look at updates on different strategies that are in play and the results of those strategies. Um, and again, more of the bigger picture things, but it's about, I, I'm very much about, and yeah. Yeah. it has to be the little things and the big things. And we can't leave so much room for just believing and assuming people know and will figure it out. There have to be at least enough guardrails or guideposts to help people know they're on track um, and keep them on track. So each leader also does one-on-ones with their team. I, I do with them with my my direct reports uh, twice a month. We also have a weekly leadership meeting we do. So we, we're heavy on our meeting cadence, I would say, okay. and what's the purpose of each meeting. We also do reflection, though, to say, like, are these meetings meeting their achieved outcome? Oh, well, that's good. Because you can't just meet to meet. It's like, well, we said we wanted to meet for this purpose. Is that working? So one adjustment we made was uh, – we set goals, we set annual goals and about halfway through this fiscal year, we're like, we're not really on track for our goals. And so we implemented a quarterly cadence and in between the quarterly cadence, we do a six week check-in just to report out. And guess what? We haven't finished the fiscal year and we're going to almost have everything done. So it's like what you focus on truly gets done.
2: Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, you're talking a lot that what you're describing is very in tune with objectives and key results mm-hmm. OKRs that that yeah. methodology. Same same concept, but it's it's very important to be able to measure what you're doing. What are the results you're looking for? Um, but you can't obviously wait until the end of the year to figure yeah. out if you how close you are. Did you meet the goal? Not meet the goal? Whatever. And when you have those regular checkpoints, yeah, it also gives you opportunity to identify. It's not that the goal might be off, but what are we doing? Um, that we should be doing differently to help us achieve the goal, right? Or if we're not going to hit the goal, we're talking about why we're not going to hit the goal. Correct. And is there something we could fix? Maybe it's not.
0: Well, and sometimes right. things change too. And,
2: and things change, yeah. right? And you so, have to
0: be okay with that and leave space for that or right. or the learnings. One of our other learnings was like, we're not bringing people along our journey. We mm-hmm. think we're doing all this great work and we're not telling our story and bringing stakeholders along. Yeah. And so there's a disconnect in where we think we are and where others think we are. And so then it's like, great. So then what are we going to do about that? So now we have a plan to do something about that. And so um, imagine that. <laughs> imagine that.
2: Yep. That's good stuff. I love good work.
1: everything about this. And uh, you're articulating it in a very simple way. What I like about what you're doing is you're getting awesome results. It's changing the experience. Literally everything you're saying, a listener can start doing tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah. It's free. free Which is That's free. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: It is absolutely free.
0: And you know what else, too? For anybody who's like, you know what? I want to take a step back and refine my goals. It has to be simple. And for us, it did start with like a bigger vision. And I am a vision junkie. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm always like working on a vision, scribbling something down, some inspiration. But if you start from a big vision, then it helps you know, well, are we on track to, to move toward that vision? And right. um, then what are the things we need to do like today, tomorrow, and a month? Because it's usually not 29 things. You know, it's like yeah. a handful. You do those handful of things, you do them well, and then you move on to the next group of things. But if you're working on 29 things at once, probably you're setting yourself up to not achieve your goals. Right. Um, and so it's simple, it's simple stuff, but it's consistency.
2: Oh, absolutely. Consistency is key. Yep. yep, Cause it's, it's all about when you're consistent, it gets sticky mm-hmm. and it'll, and then you have a better probability of keeping those things going. And I think what I hear, what you're, which is so important is your non-negotiables, in my head, those are your boundaries, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're giving the non-negotiables to your teams, like this is what I'm telling you are the boundaries, right? This is what you have to do, left, right, whatever. Operate within that yeah. framework with our processes that we have. You can you can be independent,
0: yeah. right? Yeah, you can be yeah, independent yeah. within yeah.
2: these boundaries, within, yes, right? Exactly. So I'm just going to give you all the space you need <laughs> yes. to be successful, achieve yes. what the goals you have personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, what a better way than to describe that for folks. I love that. Right. I think that, I think you're onto something big. It's going to, it's going to work.
1: That's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. It's already working. It's already right? working.
0: Yeah, We're making some good progress. I'm yeah. very proud of what we've done, but also we want to do more. We have big dreams. We have big dreams.
1: Yes. Well, aim high, right? Why wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. Shoot oh, for yeah. the moon, right? Yeah. That's
1: right. <laughs> well, and the most profound thing is, you know, you're, Everyone you're hiring is going to eventually take care of either you or your family. Or, right. I mean, that's what's so fascinating about healthcare. Is yeah. Why would you not make this experience amazing? Yeah. When really they're the ones that are helping out you and your community later on.
0: Mm-hmm. I do appreciate, even though I know it's challenging as HR professionals, I really appreciate the disruption in the workforce. Yeah. Because I think it's going to force us into a new way of working and, and working with people and a new level of flexibility that hasn't existed. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I think we've said, you know, in a cliche kind of a way that our, our workforce is our greatest asset, right? People are our greatest asset, but now we're being challenged to put our money where our mouth is sure. and to put our actions in alignment with that statement. And, and, if we don't do that, actually candidates are choosing to, you know, make a different decision and they have that right. And they have that power. And so it's definitely gotten our attention in a new way. And I'm excited about just how that modernizes our workforce.
1: I agree. I agree with you. Well, this has been incredible. There's so many good nuggets in here. Um, for the last few minutes we just let give you the floor and let you say whatever you want so
0: yeah the floor is yours thank you <laughs> well it's always fun to talk about you know what's going on in the world and how we can make a difference i think my challenge to everyone out there would just be to go for the big and bold moves. Um, nothing good ever really comes from playing it safe. And so this is our chance as HR professionals to shine. Like yeah. we're in the fourth quarter, I feel like of a, like the final f- tournament of our life or something. It's senior year. I don't know. I'm bad at analogies, but I feel like this is our ch- our time to shine and it's our time to really show what we're able to do as professionals. And I'm excited to see just the impact that it makes on our industry
1: amazing love it love it well you're welcome back anytime keep us posted on how the whole transformation is going with the experience I would love to yeah please do because you're doing it the right way it's obvious I I think you're doing stuff that's actionable that people can do and it's simple right so you can actually get traction on it Uh, so you're always welcome back uh, but this has been awesome so thank you very much thanks so much absolutely that's a wrap (music)
0: Still listening? Save your seat for the upcoming June 4th ASHRA webinar with Rx Benefits and Infirmary Health today. Questions for the speakers? Send them ahead of time to ashra.edu at ashra.org.